Do you feel bound up spiritually or emotionally? We are to give our cares and concerns to God, and He will give us His peace and joy. Listen today with us to find out some ways to release your problems and receive God's love. Well, hello everyone. This is Marcus. And Trisha. And we are... The Messengers. Yay! We're messaging. Messaging. Oh, okay. (laughs) Interesting. I never thought of it that way. Never thought of that. Instant messaging. That's right. All right. Today we've got a pretty interesting episode, I think. We do. Yeah. Talking about being released. Right. Not out of jail. No. But released from the things that's going on in this world. Maybe a spiritual jail. Yeah. Yeah. Could be that, absolutely. That's right. So, do you ever feel bound? Do you feel you are so tightly wound that you might explode? Yeah. Yeah. I think we all feel that way sometimes. But you know, we don't have to. Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly, as it says in John. And it certainly does. That's actually going to be John 10.10. This is out of the NIV Mm -hmm. Bible. It says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Yeah. Mm. That's good. That's a great thing. full life, yes. Well, the enemy loves it when we are trapped in our own fears. It says that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he can do that by surrounding us with chaos. You know, you know what that's like. Oh, yeah. Chaos. He can run circles around us and confuse us so that we take our eyes off of God and start to look at the circumstances around us. It was like that with Peter on the water. Remember that? It certainly was. I do. So let's actually take a look at that story. It's going to be Matthew 14, verses 26 to 32, and this is out of the NIV as well. Mm -hmm. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. I love Peter. He's (laughs) hilarious. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And cried out, Lord, save me! (laughs) Immediately Jesus reached out with his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Mm. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. That's right. Yeah. So it's kind of like Satan was throwing that wind and the waves and everything at him. And he, when he looked at Jesus, he could walk on the water. But when he looked at everything around him... Circumstances. That's right. He began to sink. So Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, and he started to... Sink. Sink. Not kitchen sink, but regular sink. (laughs) That's right. But then he cried out to Jesus. He knew what to do. And Jesus reached down and saved Peter's life. Jesus is right there, standing with his arms open, waiting for you, To just surrender and ask for his help. Yes. So he's right there waiting for us right now. We often need to just let go of everything in our lives 
and fall into God's arms. He wants you to give up everything and come to him. He doesn't want us bound up or thrashing against the world. He wants us free in every area of our lives. He certainly does. You know, all the sick people in the Bible were bound with the illnesses and demons. But Jesus came to heal them all. Amen. And all means? All. All. That's (laughs) right. Every one of them. It was prophesied of him in Isaiah. That's right. In Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3, and this is out of the NLT. This is good news for the oppressed. That's good news. <laughs> and this is what was prophesied about Jesus. It said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be set free. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. That's good. Yeah. So when Jesus came, he went to Nazareth and fulfilled that prophecy, as he himself said. In Luke four seventeen to 19, and this is out of the NLT. Mm-hmm. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Sounds familiar. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Then he read the scroll. He sat down to show it was finished. That's right. And that wasn't part of the scripture, but that was that was just the last yeah. part of the yeah. sentence. So, you that know, it, it was him actually fulfilling what the Isaiah Old Testament said. was talking about That's him. Right. And he said it. I mean, he read those words. Yeah. And he did those things. He did set the blind. He did give the blind sight. And he did set the oppressed free. And he is still doing that today through the Holy Spirit. So God knew that people would not be able to keep the law perfectly. Thus, they would be oppressed because they were not perfect. Sin was rampant in the world, and Jesus had not yet come to atone for the sin of the world. That was back in the Old Testament is what we're talking about. This was the law that was given them through Moses. Well, through God. (laughs) Through Moses. (laughs) But we know that Jesus did come. So the law was only a way for the people to atone for their sins as well as they could. Now don't get me wrong. The law was a good thing. It was a good, good thing, wasn't it? For that time period. For those people it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was because that was the way they got favor from God. Right. That is how they got their blessings. But basically, it was just like a Mm band-aid for when Adam fell, Adam and Eve fell from the garden, that cut off God's relationship with them. So this was kind of a band-aid on how they could, how God could have a relationship with human beings again. God made us in his image, and that was not to be oppressed or trapped in sin. Right. I was never... The purpose. So Jesus came and died for our sins 
to set us free from the law. That's right. So if we look at Romans 8, verses 1 through 4, this is out of the NIV. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. Amen. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. That's right. And if we also look at Romans 7, verse 6 out of the NLT, it says, But now we have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captives to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. And that's not for people that are not believers. Those are for people that are believers. Right. Right? But the law came so that every person could be, could be saved and set free. Right. So stress was never meant for us. That is Satan's doing. He tries to confuse us and surround us with things that are shouting at us. Look at me. No, I'm more important than that. Oh, pay attention to me. I'm the best. You know, he brings these things in to confuse us and get our focus from God onto everything else in the world. Yep. And I can say right now in this time period that we're going through, we just had a very upsetting election in the USA in the United States for a lot of people and it has been so inundated in us the past year of in comings and goings of good and bad and things like that and so now that it's happened we thought there'd be a great release but there's even more chaos I think in some areas yes so it's kind of like Satan is distracting people from what is really important, and that is God. So he's One of the things that I'm praying is that the veil will be released from the eyes of these people for what the devil is doing right now, what he, how right. he's blinding them. Because as we said earlier, Jesus came to set the captives free. That's right. To let, and not only the physical blind, but also the spiritually blind be able to see the truth. That's right. So that's something that I'm praying right now, mm -hmm. is that uh, there's a lot of protests going on that are against President Trump, uh -huh. and they're wanting uh, people to change and do different things. And, you know, it's just, it, it, it's a powerful thing when the devil comes against somebody with so many different people. Yeah. He's got them so blinded mm -hmm. that they are coming against everything right now. And it's just total chaos. And that's yes, what is. Satan wants. Because those people aren't looking to God. And he's trying to get us as Christians, he's trying to get our focus off of God too. Because we would look at the circumstances around us. But this makes us even more important to focus on God. To pray for our nation and to come against what Satan is trying to do in our land. Right. So let's look at something that uh, uh, is, is interesting. This, this will kind of go hand in hand a little bit with what we're talking about for, yes. for the Christian believer. Mm -hmm. You know, he will 
never allow us to have more than we can handle. Right. God will never allow that. He will not let us have too much pressure when we call to him for help. And 1 Corinthians shows us this. So this is what a lot of a lot of believers need to be standing on right now yes. and believing. It's 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 and this is out of the NIV. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. Hmm. Key word right That's there. That's right. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. That is great. That's a very precious promise. And that is something that a lot of people need to be standing on right now. Because there, yes. there are a lot of pressures, even with me this week. It was, I had some pressures against me. Mm-hmm. And I just needed to be standing on that First Corinthians mm-hmm. 10 verse 13. I needed to, to know that God is there. He's not going to give me more than I can handle. That's right. And that even if there, I think there is more than I can handle, there is a way out yes. one way or the other. There is. There always is. So the Bible also tells us that God will never leave us or forsake us. We first see this in Deuteronomy 31.6. Mm-hmm. But it also can be found in Deuteronomy 31.8, Joshua 1.5, 1 Kings 8.57, and Hebrews 13.5. But let's look at Deuteronomy 31.6, and this is out of the NLT. It says this, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And in this case, them is anyone in the world. You know, that's of, of the world, right? That's of the world, yes. So do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For if he goes with us, he will never leave us or forsake us. You know, when Jesus was on the cross, he released his spirit to his Father and to ours. Absolutely. And that's Luke 23, verse 46. This is out of the NIV. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had, when he had said this, he breathed his last. That's right. So this is a different kind of release. He's, we can also release our spirits right. to God. And David said the same thing to God in Psalms, proving that we still need to do this today. Right. So Psalms 31 verse 5. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. I love that. I thought it was so interesting when I found that. And found the two correlating ones. Yeah. I thought that was really neat. So here is my question. How do we become unbound? Do you know how? It's just a prayer away. (laughs) It is. It's just a prayer away. All you need to do is tell God that you're letting go of everything that is bothering you in your life. Everything. You know, we talked about on our show, Trust, we talked about those free fall experiments where you stand and fall backwards and someone is supposed to catch you well we need to do that into god's arms it's like just falling back letting him catch us give him your cares and concerns and he will give you his peace and rest 
you know, that doesn't seem like such a good deal in God's, you know, on God's part. He's like, okay, give me all your cares and concerns, and I'll give you peace and joy. But that's awesome for us. Because yeah, if we get peace and joy, that's great. So it shows us in Hebrews all that we have to do. All right, so let's look at Hebrews verse 16 out of the NLT. Hebrews 4 verse 16. 4 verse 16. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. That's right. So we need to come boldly before the throne. And that's what we need to do in our time of need when we are in most need of him. When we're stressed and when we feel like we have so much going on, we need to just trust in him. Yes, we do. We do. So let's look at Psalm 91 verse 2 out of the NIV. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I love that. And if you're old enough to remember that is a great song that we used to sing in church. I'm sure they probably still sing that one. You don't have to be old. (laughs) I don't know. It's a good song though. So after we do release our cares by trusting in God and letting him work on our behalf, all we have left to do is praise him and thank him. When you get your eyes onto God, That's all you want to do. Praise and thank him. You see how wonderful he is and how much he loves you. If you ever need help in finding ways to praise God, what is the best book of the Bible to find that in? Psalms. Psalm. That's very right. So most of the Psalms contain ways to praise him and reasons for doing it. And here are a few. Right. So every one of uh, these three psalm verses we're going to be reading is out of the NLT. Mm-hmm. So the first one is Psalm 68, verse 3. But let the godly rejoice. Let them be glad in God's presence. Let them be filled with joy. Yay! Joy is a good thing to have. It's a great thing. We're also going to look at Psalm 103, verse 2. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. And the last one is Psalm 104, verse 1. Let all that I am praise the Lord. O Lord my God, how great you are. You are robed with honor and majesty. That's awesome. And I tried to pick some of the more obscure ones. So we would encourage you to look up some of them on your own and find out the different ways that you can praise him and different reasons. There's There's always a reason to praise God, and these just show you some of the different ways. So praise Him and thank Him. You know, even if all you can say is something like this, God, please take all of these worries and cares. I lay them at your feet. I love you, I trust you, I praise you, and I thank you. Amen. It's as easy as that. And if you said that, if you felt that in your heart, then we want you to contact us at themessengersradio.com or on our Facebook at Messengers Radio, and we will help you in any way that we can. If you feel too stressed out or bound and need help in becoming unwound and focusing on God. Released. 
released. That's right. We are here to help you. And we can pray and agree with you on releasing your problems and letting God take control of your life. Amen. You know, in my journals, I write and then I hear from God and I write down what he says. So I wanted to read you a passage that he spoke to me recently. And I think this could help other people too. If it doesn't help you, then just... Pass it on to someone else. That's right. That it will help. <laughs> yes. So this is what he says. And he says this um, to you. He's speaking straight to you, wherever you are. He said, let me have all your cares and concerns, and you just rest in me. That means going out in all the chaos, knowing that I'm holding you in the eye of the storm around you. I will give you rest and comfort when you give me all of you. You will not have perfect peace until I have all of you. You have to give up cares and concerns. You have to allow me to work. I can't just give you peace when you're not willing to accept it. That's a big thing because people often say, Oh, I just wish I had the peace of God or Oh God, just give me peace. But you have to be willing to walk that out and to accept the peace that he does give you. He said, you have to get rid of what is in your arms in order to hold something else. You must give to get. You can do this. I know you can. So give all of you up to me and I will give all of me to you. It's easy to say, but harder to do but it doesn't have to be. Open up and let everything flow. Try it. Just let loose and let the things that bind you unleash you to move full force into my love. I love you. I simply, honestly love you. You are my everything. You are my child. I love you. You're precious and dear to my heart. I want you to have bigger and better, but you have to start with trust and openness. Open your heart and let the love flow. Come to me. Let go and just let me. Free fall into my hands. So that's what he said through this journal. And if, and that is meant for everyone. That is meant for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> all right. We got a kind of a little bit of a longer episode this time. We did, yeah. but it's all good. It's all good. But this would not be an episode of The Messengers. If we did not give you, the listener out there, the chance to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you have never done this before. So I want everyone to understand that if you haven't done this, this is the most important decision that you will ever make in your entire life. Because this is not just a decision that you make that's here on earth. This is a decision that you make eternally. That's right. This is an eternal decision. This will decide where you go. (laughs) So choosing to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, like I said, is the most important decision you will ever make. God's Word promises this, that if you will confess the Lord Jesus as your Savior and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now that's Romans 10 verses 9 through 10. And then if we skip a little bit further down to Romans 10, 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. So by His grace, God has already done everything to provide salvation. 
Your part is to do two things. And what are those two things, Tricia? Believe and receive. That's right. So if you are ready to believe and receive, I would like you to pray this prayer out loud and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. In the very moment that you commit your life to Jesus, the truth of his word will instantly come to pass in your spirit. And that means that you have been born again. That's right. So if you have just prayed that prayer out loud, we would like to help you continue to understand the decision that you made. Because the devil will come against you, try to make you think that what you just prayed doesn't mean anything. He'll try to come right. against you just as we talked about with chaos, all these different things. He'll, come, he'll use your friends. He'll use your family. That's right. Uh, he'll use many different, different avenues to try to get you to go back to the way you were living. That's right. Take your eyes off of God and look back at the chaos around you. Right. So we would like to help you continue. We, if, if you need some Bible studies to do, we would love to help you there. Uh, honestly, the first thing you need to do is start opening up the Bible. If you don't have a physical Bible, they've got Bibles online. They've got Bibles on the phone. Uh, obviously, if you are listening to this, you are online. So you can go to BibleGateway.com, very simple way to do it, mm -hmm. and start reading from there. There are, there are Bible studies on there. There yeah. are questions you can, you can type in. What happens when this happens? Uh, what do I do in this situation? There are questions that you can ask that uh, website, and it will give you answers from the Bible. So we just encourage you, start opening up the Bible, or start bringing the Bible webpage up, and begin reading. Begin finding out the mystery of who you are in Christ now. The mystery that God has is going to unfold before you. So until next episode, we just thank you guys so much for listening. We love you, and we hope to uh, hear from you soon on our website or on Facebook. That's right. Alrighty. <laughs> we love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Have you enjoyed this episode of The Messengers? They would love to hear from you. Join them on the website at www.themessengersradio.com or on Facebook at Messengers Radio and let them know if they can pray for you or stand with you on anything.